Saturday Friends Club. Hello, everyone. Welcome once again to the Saturday Friends Club, your Saturday hideout for all things nostalgic, fun, awesome, cool, old, mostly old. Uh, I am your host here, Josh. You didn't have bad on that list. Huh? I didn't. <laughs> Sometimes bad. This, oh, no, this episode is fine. This episode is great. There's we'll nothing... see about that. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> well, we have our collection of friends today. Let's go down the table. Uh, Sabrina is here with us again. Uh, we've got, uh, we've got, I don't know why, for some reason, Eric, I was looking at you and just blanking. That was, that was a nightmare. I would have, I would have like just played that off like you have a really interesting shirt and I got distracted. (laughs) His Sabaton shirt. I I forgot. I know. I did like psych you out or just like. (laughs) You did kind of give me a thousand yard stare there. What is my name? (laughs) Well, also sucks my because name, like there's when you know somebody from the internet first, and then you ha- you learn like internet handles, and then you have the problem of real life. Like, yes. and I'm like, oh, you're that internet handle. Like, crap. But also suck because your internet handle is an actual name. Choose wisely. So, uh, and Mags is here as well. <laughs> They're here for their comeuppance. Yep. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, w- welcome back to the show. We're going to be talking about things. Uh, uh, yeah, Mags is going to be the uh, being bag today. It's been sandbagging Mags all week. So, like, <laughs> well, look, we chased Mar- we chased Martin away. <laughs> yes. Okay, but did you see Razor? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes, Some say yes, that a hero will save us. Holding up for the hero. <laughs> He's gonna listen to this and just sob. <laughs> like, I hope that he listens to this and like it heals his spited heart <laughs> from what I said. <laughs> Let revenge be the soothing balm. But let's be. The, let's give the joke. Thank you for listening at all, Martin, and all the other people listening. Thank you. I listen. Is the joke that we have listeners? Hold on a second. <laughs> it might be. We have listeners. We're oh the, my god! We are the last four people alive. <laughs> the last podcast in the universe. Yeah. The joke is that Josh knows why Martin isn't here. Kicked him out of the bunker. He went down. <laughs> All Martins go to heaven. We sent, we sent, it's like a twelve monkey if we sent him out to find the source of the of the disease. And yeah, yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, we are. Uh, which, by the way, uh, speaking of episodes, I should mention to, to the people that are doing the Patreon. We actually do have a Patreon episode of all the pre-show content and the ridiculous uh, yes. talks that we have. So, uh, um, for any of you guys that are interested, you can go check out Sat Friends Club Patreon. We got that. I think within within you know by the end of this year, maybe even we might we have enough material to do a supercut. Yeah, very well. We might you know. It's not like we don't say dumb stuff constantly. So, uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, That's as what my we- dad said too, <laughs> dumb stuff constantly. We're all we're all waiting for our dads to be happy with us. <laughs> Father's Day is coming up. <laughs> it's okay. I already failed because I'm a pinko liberal. Oh, shame. <laughs> Shame. This is what happens when and you, you live in California. When I live in California, though, what do you expect? Shame. It's okay, uh, I like being a pinko liberal. As does most people in California, yeah. barring people from the north. I just I just ruin all of my shirts with this bleeding heart. 
Um, but speaking of bleeding hearts, that's a terrible segue because it doesn't go to the conversation at all where we're going to be talking about all dogs go to heaven. But well, I mean, it sort of does because if you talk about like a, a Christ metaphor um, and a and a sacred bleeding heart. Like that but was actually a really good segue. If you've been be. able to live it up. Well, but then the problem failed me. The, the problem is we were going to talk about dogs. Dorgs. But that was the that was Dogs. this is bad for a podcast, Mags, where you just <laughs> stare lots, at me. Lots of empty air and staring. <laughs> where you Welcome just kind to- of just we we have this is visual Visual does not work. No comprende audio. Audio, uh, Audience, this is a choose your own adventure podcast. (laughs) Visualize your own action scene. Draw to any moment later in the podcast and assume that draw fan art and and animate it. Sexy fan art. Mags, dogs. Um, So this movie is about dogs, and in the pre-show we were talking about um, our 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 best dogs, our good dogs. Who who is a good dog? <laughs> They're not good doggies. Am I? Am I? Am I a good dog? Am I a good dog? Is it me? Wait, hold on, hold on a second. Before we continue the conversation, what rating is on this podcast? <laughs> I, uh, no, um, I, was, I, I, I would love for there to be a follow-up movie. Is like all dogs are good dogs. <laughs> all dogs are good dogs. Brunt. Um, <laughs> Basically, that's what they all, said in the I'm, movie. I'm sort of no. Like, I feel like that's actually like not the case. Like, I feel, I mean, like, we may be jumping into, like, not warm-up talk territory, um, but, uh, like, I really like that this movie gives a redemptive arc to somebody who is terrible. Hmm. Yeah, this, yeah, this is a, uh, an interesting, in the very least, of all the bad things I'm going to say about this movie. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm trying to think, like, it's like, all dogs go to heaven. Though we do know that evil dogs do go to heaven. I think only based off of the end. <laughs> Basically she says when in in the part where he goes up there that all dogs are good dogs, all dogs go to heaven. Yeah, so you know, there there could be like the worst dog. No, like it's very clearly a movie meant to be like a Christian allegory, but like it as 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 uh, as you spoke to also earlier. forgetting my name <laughs> as you person on the couch person Ew. to my left in the sabaton shirt that also no one can see because this is an audio format his name's eric i was gonna say <laughs> you know at least her voices are distinctive enough they can probably tell who's who right but as eric was speaking to earlier like it is uh the theology here is very secular like there is no god we do have a heaven we do have a hell we do see demons, um, we do see angels, we do see um, an afterlife, uh, and, like, souls. But we don't have, like, a creator figure, we don't have, like, the master, um, we don't have anybody who's sort of leading this show. Yeah, I mean, like, it's brought up briefly, I think the girl mentions God and, like, prays, but it's very much an afterthought, and yeah, it's just really, like, heaven's just like, oh, there's there's heaven, and there's also maybe hell it might like but this girl talks to all animals and you'll notice that the other animals can only hear each other right so like who the fuck knows what she's hearing hold on maybe she's a prophet she could could be god is she like a hildegard of bingen kind of like figure (laughs) deep cuts yeah deep deep (laughs) my my my, like medieval uh theology canonical cuts Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it's big big subject on this podcast. It's crazy <laughs> mystical powers and able to talk to animals. Um, but yeah, we were going to uh, talk for a little bit about uh, the boys. the conversation today. 
with uh, All Dogs Go to Heaven. So how about we do that? Do you want to go ahead and jump into this, Mags? Uh, uh, and like just provide context about the movie? Well, yeah, that, that's so this is the show. Uh, we, <laughs> you were on a podcast. Well, I, like usually you read a wicked like so. So I I'm going to. Okay. That's the thing. I just wanted to make sure that you're set to go. I'm yes. All right. So you you are prepared. I'm I am I am hyped. All right. Take it. Take children a, say. Take a nice little uh, uh, breather in here, uh, and we are going to get down to all dogs go to heaven. All Dogs Go to Heaven is a 1989 animated musical comedy drama or dr- film directed and produced by Don Bluth. It is Event Horizon, but with dogs. <laughs> so I think there should definitely be like quotations around musical because they make <laughs> Burt Reynolds sing more than once. Uh, the mus- I'm just, I've said this in the pre-show, but I'm just saying this right now. The music in this movie is terrible. I use some of these songs One to comfort myself. Like mm. when, when I'm having a bad day, sometimes I sing okay. to myself, you can't keep a good dog down. Yeah, and like whenever I, I share that. food, like I'm always singing to myself, the more oh, that- you give, the more I I you left get. the room. <laughs> well, we all know that Eric has no happiness no, in no, his no, soul. No, no. He was born at you know, twenty. I know. I'm just, from our from our discussion online. I'm glad. I, I'm glad. I'm apparently been pegged as the group curmudgeon. <laughs> well, I said like you I, were- I dislike like three things, and thus I dislike everything. <laughs> you were born at the age of twenty. You have no childhood glee. <laughs> <laughs> I made you watch it, and you all poo-pooed it. So, <laughs> go to hell where oh, the God. dogs we are not. We had a Glee episode? Great. Glad I missed Ooh. that one. No, we didn't have a Glee episode. Oof. No, you burned your sense of wonder out early, like deliberately, I'm sure. Like I have this immense <laughs> mental image of like, a, well, I wouldn't say young, because obviously Eric had no adolescence, no. but like, like a 19-year-old Eric to be like, I feel wonder and happiness. I must squash it. He, he he's yeah. like he's yeah, like you know, you know what that was called it's called college. He's like those stereotypical kids you see in like '90s movies that are sitting there with the slick back hair, <laughs> like reading the New York Times, <laughs> like the neoconservative. <laughs> yeah, like whoa, hey now. <laughs> <laughs> let's not let's not say things we can't take back. <laughs> Roger Ailes is dead, guys. Uh, don't worry, I can say that I used to be a young Republican. Oh, man, I like. <laughs> Well, well, all right. Uh, th- so all dogs <laughs> go to heaven. That's a conversation we can't walk back. From. I know. Yeah, let, let's not. That's let's just take. Yeah, let's take this really w- deep territory. Let's stay away from that. Yeah, we need to take this podcast <laughs> yeah. where the where the show where this movie takes place, which is in New Orleans. I'm, I'm sorry, we're losing viewership in Biloxi, so I've got to. <laughs> We've got to hit. We've got to hit in Biloxi, guys. <laughs> we got to talk about beignets real quick. Oh, All right. Oh, so yes. uh, the uh, film tells the story of Charlie B. Barkin, voiced by Burt Reynolds, also voiced by <laughs> voiced by Turd Ferguson, <laughs> <laughs> a German Shepherd that is murdered by his former friend Carface, which is the best name for like a. I'm, I assume a bulldog. I don't know. Next bulldog I ever had. Is, is anyone else? Face. I'd say shovel face would probably be pretty Are good. We gonna for come a dog. within the yeah. fact that Carface murdered him with a car. That seems a bit <laughs> on the nose, if you ask me. The nose of his face. Twice murdered him with a car. No, it was with a drowning twice. Yeah, so. yeah. But okay. Charlie forsakes his place in heaven to return to Earth, where his best friend Itchy Itchford uh, still lives and teams up with a young Itchiford. Yeah, it teams up with a young orphan girl Anne Marie. 
who teaches them <sighs> an important lesson about honesty, loyalty, and love. Does she though? <laughs> uh, I got like I I like this this movie tries to have it both ways of like. I guess this is just a Don Bluth thing where, like, there are talking animal characters. Clearly, the humans cannot hear them talking. But, like, Charlie is just a German shepherd. And his partner, Dom DeLuise, is a beagle who wears a vest and a baseball cap. I, he's a dachshund. Because he's a shepherd dachshund. Can they, can, can people see that? Why they're like, yeah, what if what, nobody, like, come and be like, your dog has a lovely hat. <laughs> And a, and a cute little vest. Oh, good boy. Seems that he's able to grab this child quite easily. I, uh, but, Wait, but, your dog has a jackhammer? <laughs> like, the, the first scene uh, you come on is across uh, Itchy breaking Charlie out of a... Uh, so this actually touches out of, on one out of the things that I... Out of a dog prison? Out of a dog pound. It was a dog pound. But why is but, it, I mean, it's like a, it's like an, an armored like island fortress? What the hell was that place? He's a criminal. Good lord, did you not pay attention? Okay, He's the so, worst. So dog. there is a prison for criminal dogs. He's a bad dog. No, bad dog. Bad, He's a bad, bad dog. It's a dog pound, but they like probably just have guns. Anthropomorphized it. <laughs> I can't. It was just a bizarre. I started this movie cold. I'm like, whoa, what is okay, going the thing on? Is, if you took if you if you used like an actual dog pound, it wouldn't seem wouldn't that work. scary or forbidding. So they had to make it look more. Like like an actual prison, so they could get the point across I, to the audience. I, I'm just saying, I think there's some magical realism going on in this movie what, with the talking. Yeah, animals. with the <laughs> demons. Well, I, I just mean like it, like it, it is odd in that certain parts of the movie, like the humans, like make total sense. Another time, it's like they run a weird dog Alcatraz where they shoot at you, and like there are like search ter- like what? But like, do the humans also know about like the dog casino? Like that's one of my questions. Yeah, I want to go to the like the, that the was dog weird. casino one looks great, and I like. I, I like dogs. I'd like to go pet a bunch of dogs. I would oh. go bet with those dogs. Well, what would happen one day if suddenly a giant dog casino made out of cars appeared in your neighborhood and then it was subsequently burned down the next day? Uh, <laughs> so I'm just saying, I'd be like, very I, sad, obviously. Like, and I would have to take a vacation day or a sick day for one the one day that existed. I just thought that was magical no, I, dog carnival. But I mean, that's also a Don Blue thing because we've we've talked about the secret of Nim. Great movie, and we're going to do that eventually. But that also has like when they go into the mouse society, like they're wearing like little outfits, and they have like technology, and they like all this stuff, and it's just like it's all scaled down there. And like the book, which I have actually read, uh, they don't they're they're not they don't mention them wearing like cute little outfits or anything. They're just like rats. Well, I mean, like there's always a weirdness when like anthropomorphized yes. animals don't wear clothes, like. People call Donald Duck out on not having pants. Yeah. You know. I mean, like, Chip and Dale, come on. Well, no I mean, bottoms. I, you know they were nudists. I, I did like the some, like uh, a random thing online that I saw. Someone pointed out that, like, Donald Duck is a sailor because in the during World War II, they were like, they made a cartoon of him joining the Navy. So it's like, hey, like, kids join the Navy. And, like, he's been at war for, like, 80 years now. And, like, the only years. He, Donald Duck, the darkest timeline. Right. Yeah, yeah. He's been, yeah, he still thinks World War II is going on. I can't go home! <laughs> oh, I God. can never go that home. That sounded like the, the henchman from Biker Mice from Mars. <laughs> Apparently the lesson is nobody at this table can do a really no, good Donald no, Duck. No, 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 no. Duck is impossible. S- Sabrina, can you? Hell no. Okay. All right, well, we, we figured it out. If you can do a good Donald Duck, have him have him repeat whatever the hell I just said. <laughs> but... Yeah, so this, um, that, that is I, odd that, like, it's it's a Don Blue thing, I think, is, like, the anthropomorphization, but he also liked to draw realistic humans, and that sometimes kind of, like, Yeah, and, like, crashes. you can see that, like, he uses 
and like when you have just when you first meet the little girl like it's 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 a i think enough of a departure that you're like oh this is different like, this is shocking and i must take notice like it she but looks then like you, snow white yeah and that's very clearly deliberate um <laughs> But, like, when you meet the adults, like, some of them are very cartoon-like, and then, like, you see that one woman that appears in all of the Don Bluth movies, like, uh, she's the mom in this one, she was in, what is it, Dragons, what was the Sega one that he did? Sega. Dragon's Lair? Dragon's Lair, thank you kindly. Oh, okay. Um, And then there was another one, but, like, that sort of diaphanous, blonde, right? you know, um, sex bomb sort of thing. Like, she's in several Don Bluth movies, like, you know that he has a type. It became um, kind of like a that was like a, almost like a one hundred one Dalmatian look to it, like the the like the, the the couple in that in this movie. Oh yeah, no, I don't think she looked at all like Anita because like Anita was like very pointy and like they were very clearly poor, whereas like this family was very clearly like affluent, right? Um, and like nineteen thirty nine was not like an affluent year for most Americans. No, and oh, and I love just how nice and kind they were, and not a generic boilerplate of a family. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I love how the parents had any personality whatsoever. Can we? Oh, like, we sure are rich and looking for a child. Do we want to like? Do we, <laughs> we need to this, solve our problems by? Do we want to go with this chronologically through the movie? Because I have I have a thing to like about the the parents and that that like subplot. Well, Mags is uh, is ruling this uh, this ride, so. I, I mean, like, I would like to go chronologically. If All right, it would sure. make sense. Right. Okay, then let me go ahead and hit the uh, the plot details here. Uh, we already talked about the uh, the escape from the dog pound. Anything else that needs to go into that? Um, I would like to talk, like, one, about the use of color in this movie, and that I really love that it has this sort of, like, impression. Well, no, like, more sort of Fovis bent to it. And there's this moment where, like, Charlie is, is telling, like, is this a water main or is this, like, a different kind of pipe yes and they're like it's red it's green and as they flip the screen from like shot a to shot b of that like that very classic sort of like speaking mm-hmm. um uh, like on one side it's red and on one side it looks green and you're like is it is it just the color you <laughs> so, know like, so is the dress blue or gold i don't really <laughs> is it is it blue and black or yeah no so like and it's like it's like i just really like the use of color in this movie and that's one of maybe like one of my favorite fr- framing moments when i go back and i watch this movie for comfort you know like that always cheers me up Huh. All right, so moving on from that, you have uh, Charlie returning to the casino where they do rat races, uh, and Carface uh, persuades him to leave town with 50% of the earnings uh, from the casino, but it's all just a ruse to try and kill him. It is very debaucherous to start for, like, uh, and this is, uh, I think, very common in Don Bluth movies, um, even though they're marketed to children, they deal with very adult subject matter. Yeah. Like, uh, parental death in Land Before Spoilers. General death. <laughs> Death, uh, murder, <laughs> gambling, cigars, drinking, drunkenness, public drunkenness, uh, like sexual and themes, slavery, oh, like light racism again, um, anti, uh, anti. Oh yeah, that Chinese. Yeah, Ooh. I was about to say like uh, uh, I got to call out Dusty on uh, anti Asian racism, and here it is again, we, returned to me tenfold. <laughs> <laughs> we watched. Oh no, I saw that and was like, oh right, this is a kids movie in the eighties. <laughs> yeah, like that shit went on a. A lot longer than we let other kinds of blatant racism. When, when was Aristocats? Eighty uh, five. Yeah, maybe eighty six. But it was pretty solidly in the middle of the eighties. Yeah, no, like there was a lot of like, hey, let's make fun of uh, Chinese people. <laughs> Asian people are different than us. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? Yeah. So that look, was I put awkward. a symbol on my head. It looks like a rice hat. I'm a like I'm. T- and I did this thing with my eyes. That's kind of offensive. I squint and I've got. Oh, look! All of a sudden, I got black teeth. Ha ha ha. So, oh. yeah, not not cool in this movie. But yeah. no. 
and 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 I'm sure. But it was be... tossed away in like yeah. a there, second and half. Thankfully, a flash and thankfully, there's no more ever any more racially questionable material later in the movie. Oh God. Oh. <laughs> looking at you, looking at you, Josh. <laughs> what? I'm not questionably. <laughs> I'm not questioning a thing. I'm fine. Um, so uh, Carface has. So first of all, you're two villains, um, and I, like this does a thing that like um, I, I identify a lot in like Buffy, where like people who smoke, you immediately identify them as evil. <laughs> Like Carface smokes these terrible, like obviously toxic cigars, and and he has, his sidekick's name is like this uh, nebbish sort of weeb, uh, like the, and his name is Killer. But he does not. Even I kind of liked him. Dog. He was funny. He does not like. He's got this. Yeah, I, I love him. That's not. No, I love this movie top to bottom. Um, <laughs> T to B. <laughs> All of its terrible things inside, um, which is where terrible things should be. Right. Um, he's a Schnauzer Poodle hybrid. Is he really? Like, he is. He just he looks like a generic f- dog. Well, like, he looks like a generic, like, political cartoon dog, where, like, yes. he needs to represent <laughs> He's got a big label, uh, the economy, on his side. And he's got these weird <laughs> fin-shaped ears, like, he has this very quick, like, looks like it's very quick to draw, but not, like, dog-shaped. Right. Um, and so he has killer kill uh, Charlie, and then Charlie goes to heaven. Yeah, well, uh, by which, by hitting him with a car as he drunkenly just stands on a pier. In which, yeah, he goes to heaven, which is like man, he's like totally into the gatekeeper, like Lady oh, Lady yeah, Saint so, Peter dog, who is just known as Whippet Angel. Yeah. yeah, she's she's a pink whippet, which of course means because she is um, a female uh, in an eighties movie with a dude in it, she has yeah. to be a love interest. Well, and they like they he like he starts like sexing her up like right away. Yeah, Charlie is a bad dog. She's into bad, it. Bad though. bad dog. She is fully seduced by Burt Reynolds' dog. I don't know. I mean, like I don't know if I got that impression. Like she just seems like generally but bemused they, by him. Well, they talk and they're like they have the part where they're like flying over each other and it's da-da-da. and then later he's like I'm like I'm, like what is with me. Yeah, well, at the very end of the movie, also, and he's like, all right, see you later. Gotta, I gotta go, like, you know, like, bang the gatekeeper. <laughs> see you later. <laughs> the gatekeeper opens the gate to let him back into heaven. Like, I think you're... You well, he doesn't even, she doesn't even open the gate. I, he I, crashes through. I felt, yeah. I felt that they had a repartee, which, again, is like a kid's movie. I think there was some innuendo there. Of course I, they would. But he was also trying also, to use her to get the next yeah, Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, 100%. But, yeah, but, but you know, Burt Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's different. He's a dog in this movie. Yeah, and so like everybody has a clock. <laughs> at which least, at least it wasn't Sean Connery. He would have just cold oh. clocked her and taken it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. Josh, save it for when we do Zardoz. Because <laughs> we were doing that movie. <laughs> uh, let's see. So yes, uh, there is a uh, there's the Whippet Angel has a gold watch, resulting in, uh, which represents his life. Oddly enough, heaven has no even security. though they have no security, they know everything. They know all of the future, so they don't see the fact that having a giant watch you can wind that would send you back down to the planet is a bad idea. Oh, come on, Josh. So this is actually I think irony. ties back into. I don't think that's irony. I think that's um, just bad apologia. <laughs> It sounds. Like, it seems like we need a plot. Uh, we I think need some is, plot. I, but I mean, that was in the Bible. Because I feel like she she repeated that so many times, and Charlie kept questioning it. And he was like, "Well, you think you do, but you don't." Because aha, I got the watch. Well, I mean, it's the question of free will. Like it represents a problem when you have a, a benevolent, all-knowing God who allows evil to happen. <laughs> who love fucking loves clocks, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I love clocks. I made this universe full of full of clocks. <laughs> Oh, Christopher Walken, thank you for bringing me to heaven. <laughs> That's a lovely watch you have, Mr. Walken. It's an honor to, to, to serve 
You, Mr. Reynolds, in dog form. <laughs> oh. I'm happy. Oh, I couldn't even do a Reynolds. Don't care. Uh, <laughs> let's see. <laughs> I, all, all I can do is Burt Reynolds from Celebrity Jeopardy. So. <laughs> which which is the best Burt Reynolds? Like let's uh, Burt Reynolds. Let's let's be real. See, it's a difference bigger than regular hat. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So after reuniting with Itchy, they discover Carface is holding a young orphan named oh. Anne Marie. Oh. He's, back on, he's back on Earth. He steals the watch. He gets reincarnated. Apparently, yeah. But he can never return. He can never return. He never go back. He was reincarnated. He went back into his actual. Oh, that's true. He, human yeah. body. Okay, well, so, not a human body. So he's a well, so he's, dog body. Okay, so technically he's a revenant. All right. <laughs> Still be turned by a cleric. Damn it. <laughs> so so he's a revenant, and he can finally win that award. <laughs> he can finally <laughs> he can finally shoot Tom Hardy in the face. <laughs> he can finally fight a bear and be recognized by his peers. Um, yeah, so he goes back, and, uh, so, like, again, here we come back to, like, the, the weird, like, dog boundaries, um, <laughs> because Itchy operates a friggin', like, heavy construction equipment, one of those, like, magnet things you use in junk, the, at least they do in the cartoons, I don't know Maybe if this like, happens at The amount of clothing a dog wears in this movie is proportional to their, like, anthropomorphic skills. Well, like, clearly, like, you know, you and I, uh, like, when we graduated, we got these hats, well, clearly in, like, the dog, the dog economy, like, you get clothing to mark your, like, social and educational like status so like itchy has both a vest and a hat and that's how he can like he's a draftsman like you see him he pulls out like the blueprints and starts drawing right and then operates heavy machinery in order to build a flipping casino in a junkyard and then power it so like i i want to know like one where did itchy uh, learn to do this and two are they like dog codes like is there there a dog inspector right like who is he a dog architect did he go to dog school I mean, like clearly, he's a good boy. He, Itchy is a good boy. <laughs> Itchy is a good boy. He's Dom DeLuise. <laughs> I mean, I mean, granted, he is telling uh, Charlie the whole time, like, you should ditch the girl, but we should just I go, should. like, put her in an orphanage yeah. where the state can take care of her, and let, like, let's just get out uh, of danger. Yeah, like, oh my god. Which, anyway. as an adult, there is a tiny bit of reason to that. Of just like, you guys are terrible. Like, <laughs> you, you yeah. it's it's an orphanage might be better for her than having two dogs raise her just saying you know just yeah just a thought maybe <laughs> <laughs> just a thought that like well, humans need humans to grow yes um and not a talking fucking dog you know it's like listen like we a under- dog that doesn't care and use i think this might um i was watching it with a friend and like there were a couple of like i'm not sure i would have known that word when i was six i was like i think this is the word this is the place this is the time that i learned the word bimbo really I miss, i'm i'm I like that? Seven, yeah no so um he's when he's telling the story of robin hood he says something about like me he calls uh, i want to say he calls maid marion um a bimbo oh wow i did not even notice yeah that. i didn't uh, pick that up wow okay no, I, I think this is like i was like dad what's up bimbo <laughs> and my dad had to ask your mom <laughs> it's like a mimbo but it's, a woman. <laughs> it's like do you know what venmo is no because it's 1989 <laughs> well Oh boy. Um, but uh, yeah, this 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 is a, a movie that has some coarse language in it. Um, but yeah, like like two dogs cannot raise a child. Uh, yeah, as much as like oh no, or like it has that entire thing. Like I understand orphanages are probably not fun. They're probably not a neat place, especially if you're there for a long time. But Anne Marie does have kind of like this toxically nice nature like let's just let's just talk how Anne marie is just might as well be the mary sue happiest girl uh, on is, the face of the planet is that um the same she's also uh like 
Uh, Do we want to talk about the dark story yet? She's no, a, not yet. She's I want to okay. save that to the end. She's Olivia, okay. the little. She's the little girl from Great Mouse Detective. It's the same actress, right? They sound the same. Uh, not not the Great no, Mouse Detective. So. She's uh, the voice of Ducky from Land Before Time. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah you're right. Okay. What was, what was the other one you were wondering of? if she was Great, Great Mouse Detective? Mouse Detective. Underrated uh movie. Oh, that movie's Oh, that I like that's on the list for this show. That movie's fantastic. Not Great Mouse Detective. Any, any like uh fidget. <laughs> um they also take her on a shopping spree, which was sort of weird, but again, like <laughs> the use of color in this movie I really like. I also like when Oh, this again. This movie tries to have it both ways in terms of like cartoon logic, and then like there are actual people in this show in this movie. So, well, uh, let's let's roll back to this. So uh, they find out that Carface has this girl hidden in his casino. The basis is that since it's all rat races, um, Carface is able to fix all the rat races. Well, she so, can talk to the rats and figure out who's going to win. Okay, yes. So, like, dogs can speak to each other, rats can speak to each other, horses can speak to each other, but only Anne-Marie can speak to everyone. Right, okay. It's like a logic puzzle where there's a boat. <laughs> um, a cabbage, and a, a fox. A and- king? Um, uh, Anne Marie's cabbages and kings in our next episode. No, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so she can she can come she can talk to all these, and it turns out that every race is fixed. Like no matter what, every single anytime anybody's in a competition, it's always fixed. There right, nobody's right. ever hundred percent of the time the participants know who's going to win. Yeah, they're just like, oh yeah, we're just gonna totally throw this so that you know this person wins. No Benning Kruger effect here. Yeah, you know exactly how competent you are. <laughs> I so, know that I'm I'm running in this race, but I know that I'm not gonna win. <laughs> so don't put on me, Max. Who's gonna win? It's not me. <laughs> I like the. I, I I was real confused as to why one of the horses was FDR. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I love the horses. Oh, hello there. How are you? <laughs> that's not. Oh, sorry. That's, that's like that's, kind, a, that's like that's almost a Kennedy. Almost a Kennedy. Sorry. Uh, that was like a Kennedy via Quimby. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, one day I'm going to work on my uh, on my. I, I guess his voice is more English, but he looked like FDR. Like. Oh, the one with the, the yeah, monocle and evil. I don't think that he looked like FDR, but he like he was a, classy. I think he was just yeah, maybe a just generic Englishman. But I remember watching that and was like, why is the horse FDR? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a question for uh, that's an important question in our my, times. My other main question about this movie is why is there a, why is there a ray gun in this movie? Right, so they call it. Oh, well, I well, guess we're skipping ahead. Well, yeah, we're skipping. We're skipping we'll ahead a bit. All right. We'll first off, let, 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 so they have to get money, so they st- steal a wallet from the nice family. Generic family walks in. So itchy pretends to like be be, be in pain. The and, number two. Yes, the number two. They have a set of schemes. Uh, so itchy pretends to be in pain. Anne Marie doesn't know, so she's very sincerely worried about her friend. Um, which I mean, come on, guys, like keep your group together. Um, <laughs> So she's terribly worried, and like the the family stops, like this this uh, waspy man and waspy wife, uh, uh, they're like, oh no, this poor animal. I know it's 1939, and we have other shit to worry about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we've really heard about uh, that's this. For the this Adolf. To worry about. Yeah, it's like <laughs> we've heard of this Adolf Hitler thing. We sure do hope it does not get out of hand. Know, Honey, do you think like we need to build an extension on the house? I think we need more breathing room. He just seems like a strong leader who's gonna. You know, oh, all right, no. <laughs> yeah. God, uh, too real again. I, I just will say, like, as far as things that take place in 1939, if you've ever read the book, uh, The Once and Future King. I haven't, actually. Great, great classic. But that book was, like, 
written in like 38 and 37 as published in 39 and it has a passage of merlin talking about like well and you know there's certain people like 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 a certain austrian in germany and so it's like him talking like in this kind of tut-tutting manner and like when this is back when just like us in america thought hitler was just like a huge asshole it's like, oh boy, wow, this this kind of missed the mark. Well, why would you ask if someone read a book that you're pretty sure that no one else but you have read? No, no the Once and for Future King is like, I should have read it. Like, have, yes, have to you have had my heard of. Have you, oh, it's have by T.E. White. Yes, have yeah. you seen um, what 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 Disney movie is that? Sword, Sword in the Stone. Stone. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's no, I mean, they like, made a movie the, of the first part of that book. It is the classic sort of art, like the the modern, modern authoring Arthurian classic. Yeah. It is no like Frenchman writing about fictional kings, but like if you've watched a modern take on Arthur, it has taken from the yes. Once and Future King. I will say this to really? the audience: to the audience, uh, if you learn nothing else from the podcast, read the Once and Future King. It's amazing. So, what were all the old tales of Arthur based off of then? The Mart to Arthur. Yeah, that's the one I've heard of. I never heard of the other one. Yeah, no, I mean, the Once in Future King is is huge. Like, I've known about it since in high school. It's just never yeah. made it to the well, top I, of my I read reading it, list. I read it in high school. It's, um, yeah, it's a modern, like, take on the Modern Arthurian. by 1930 standards. Yes, yeah. Modern. Right. It's, it's quite, and it's like the Sword in the Stone, the Disney one, uh, which I don't think we're going to do that on this podcast. It's not really much there. Um, but that is like that is like the first chapter. Shots fired. Yeah. Ooh, man. Uh, that's that is the first chapter of that book. Like with some elements removed because that story gets dark fast. Well, I mean, like incest features heavily in it, and Disney uh, is still yeah. in its. We are the moral compass phase. Mm. Anyway, so back to this movie. Even though there was Song of the South. Oh boy. Well, back then it wasn't as bad to be racist. <laughs> totally oh. fine. And Fantasia. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, well, okay, would, they can well, creatively cut show. around that. You can't creatively cut around the Song of the South. Oh, boy. So, oh, anyway. look at this nice little boy I found. Oh, nope, got it. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so oh, boy. speaking uh, of people being terrible. So, yes, they steal the wallet. They steal the wallet, movie. and they go place. They they go interview the horses. With a kooky scene where it's the three of them in a big coat. It, it's one of my favorite things. Uh, Charlie's in the bottom, Itchy's in the middle, and then the girl is on the top, and she has a fake mustache. Um, Anne Marie is the the face of the operation, and this is like gorgeous yeah, purple overcoat that I would love to own. <laughs> Which where did they get the overcoat? Like to ride Who dogs? knows? Where did they get their hat? Who knows? Um, I assume that they borrowed the mustache from a horse's tail because it's like huge and ridiculous. <laughs> I, I'm willing so to let it's it. It's also like anytime at somebody's like this is the scene where we learn um, that uh, they're placing uh, a bet. Uh, the horse they're placing a bet is this old decrepit fellow named the Grand Joy. Yeah, what was that? Oh, I thought like. Oh, that's got to be another racist thing. Right. Like, as an adult, when I went back, I was like, are you sure that's not a, th- a thing? Like, who is that insulting? What, what am I, what, 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 like, horrifying racism am I, miss- am I missing here? I <laughs> Roll the dice. Native American. Yeah. So, yeah. So, all of the horses are like, it's the Grand he's birthday. And so, whenever it's somebody's birthday, like, this is something I say in my head all the time. This is one of, like, the three movies that I watched the most <laughs> in my childhood. Um, so like every time it's somebody's birthday, you can like, he- I mean, I can hear it in my head, but you can guess, you can bet that is a very safe bet for you to take that I'm talking about the Grand Chahi. <laughs> <laughs> if you were the Grand Chahi, would you feel fine about this? Well, see, they it- didn't tell him. They didn't tell him, but it's, re- but they still, I mean. But he's an idiot. <laughs> yeah, he's like, a, he's if like I a had the senile. cognitive, yeah, like, cause there's a point where like Reginald, who is the, uh, the British horse, um, <laughs> one of the, 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 the horse with the curlers I, in her I hair, say. like runs up and is like, Reginald, did you know that it's the Chahi's birthday? Because they're all upper class horses, except the Chahi, who was like, hey, well, turnip truck. Yes, <laughs> but but I almost think that like the rest uh, of the thoroughbreds. So 
But I almost think that y'all, he like, he, he used to be something really yeah. awesome. I think Grant Jaw, he, he wasn't, it wasn't that he was just dumb. It was just this, he was old. Well, I mean, he's old and dumb. They're not mutually exclusive. Right. You can be both. But right. yes, yeah, so they, they, they basically affect a series of schemes by which like Charlie and Itchy and the little girl, like, Emory all uh, like get a whole bunch of money, so basically Charlie can open a new casino, which looks, looks a lot like the old one. Well, I mean, when all you have for your construction materials are uh, broken down cars, the old one cars, was a boat. Was oh, that's right. The first that's one right. was a boat. Okay. Right, the interiors are very the same, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We can't wait for the next movie where they make a train casino. Uh, they'll There's make a only plane one mas- all dogs go to heaven movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is all that? dogs go to heaven. The end. That's a statement. <laughs> that is a complete narrative. Uh, all dogs have done. They're finished, and they're <laughs> in heaven. It's like the, the Simpsons. The only dogs who went to hell are like Hitler's dog and Checkers. <laughs> <laughs> Even Hitler's dog didn't like Hitler. Come oh, yeah. on. Yeah. I was about to say, why are you putting Hitler's dog on that list? You don't just... know he was a bad dog. She oh, no. and her. her name was Blondie. No, they were apparently which I accidentally named. One of my dogs. Well, I mean, we didn't know that it was Hitler's dog's name. We were naming after the cartoon character, the cartoon strip. Yeah. Okay. But anyway. Why did they name a cartoon strip after Hitler's dog? I don't think. <laughs> haven't you seen, haven't you read Marmaduke? <laughs> <laughs> that dog is terrible. Yeah, he's the worst. Also Marmaduke! a bad dog. <laughs> oh, God, Marmaduke. But Marmaduke so, was also a great Dane. Yes. So, yeah, but a bad dog. Anyway, right, actual, so they build up all this money. Will Marmaduke go to heaven? No. I, I will say, I will say wait, one just macro point. Uh, I've seen a lot of people have pointed out online as well. Like the, the plot in this movie is kind of all over the place. It is a bit. It, especially, I think the third act is just like, like it, it starts swerving back and forth and it's like, it feels like they got bored with their premise like halfway through and like, no, no, guys, 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 we need to like get back to the dog movie. Yeah, they like I think if they just stuck to like A plot, B plot, which is like Charlie yeah. uh Charlie finds a redemption plot and like the little girl finds a home, like that would have been fine. <laughs> like like uh, like somebody coming onto it like uh heading for a revenge plot and then like redeeming themselves. Right. Like it, it, that would have been I think fine. Like I love this movie anyway. Yeah. Right, right. It's right. dumb and like silly and like as the third act is like we're just uh well we haven't actually done enough establishing shots that were in New Orleans, so let's just do this one with uh, yeah. Well, we also haven't properly described <laughs> how horrible Charlie is through 90% of this movie. He is actually very bad. Charlie is like a classic charming sociopath. Like, yeah. He yes. is very, I don't want to say Ted Bundy, because I don't think he does any of those things. But like, he's <laughs> yeah, that's, definitely that's, like... That's a bit much. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't lead people to cars and then bash their heads in. I know, and they don't go to Colorado, so... <laughs> Um, so Charlie is... Go Seahawks. <laughs> what does that have to do with Colorado? No, the, he in in his trial, he wore a Seahawks sweater. What? Oh. <laughs> okay, this is not about the movie. I'm a little unnerved by how much, like, serial killer trivia Josh has broken out It's today. because he listens to the last podcast on the left. You okay, want to talk so about not- John Wayne Gacy later? It's real fun. No, no, we're saving the clowns for later. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Uh, good. As long as we're not like that's not like career goals. Then I <laughs> no. It's because he listens to the last podcast on the left. <laughs> but, moving on. Uh, <laughs> moving on. <dot> org. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Charlie is awful. 
Charlie. Charlie is terrible. Like Charlie, like immediately, like he when he first sees the girl, he's not like, oh no, he's like, yeah, like literally dollar signs roll over yeah. in his eyes. Right. I but I, I I actually one of the few things that I actually did appreciate his character. Like he's a like con man, like charismatic, like he's a character. He is, and he's like a fully fleshed out character. Yes. And one of the things I like is that like. It's not like he's not. I know that I said earlier that he's you know like a thief of the heart of gold sort of. He's not. He is nearly <laughs> irredeemable. And I do like that, you know a lot of times in like kids movies you have like, um, you know like villains who are either like completely, completely evil without a reason. Right. And like Charlie's the kind of mundane evil that we see in day to day life. Right. And like and he's still he's still irredeemable even after dying and being given a second chance at life. Right, like he's, he's like right back into it. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna, I, I'm, I'm gonna get revenge. I'm gonna kill this dog who killed me. Right, but first I'm going to create a casino right. and like, <laughs> like we just all would. coming out of the depression, Louisiana. Right, you know, like what I'm going to do with my time, my second chance on Earth is do the same thing. I was, I was like, I was doing a good job before, and I'm gonna do better this time. Right, you know. Well, well, and here, here's one of the things of like the weird hard swings. Like we have the scene, we have Charlie talking about like I'm gonna get my revenge. And he's like helping the girl, like yeah, we'll find, we'll find you, you know. And th- they seem to bond a little bit. But then the next scene, like he's just, you can see him just like getting all this money and opening the casino. And then it's like, no, 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 we'll go to this orphanage of dogs. And look, I'm having a nice share song with okay, these dogs now, that that song pissed me off so much because it's like wait a minute why is he singing a song about sharing and like loving one another that felt so out of character well and, no like because oh, okay. he doesn't believe it like it's like he lies to a lot of people I like it guess, makes but, entire sense for him to be like look like so there's that uh, this this dog orphanage there's a bunch of puppies there's um uh uh, uh like a a weirdly a, col- I don't want, a border collie uh, or a sheltie something like a fluffy herding is, is animal she sp- she's supposed to be like like i i, I they like, have they, they they appear to have a shared history all of their pup all, all those puppies are his right I don't think so. No, because I think they're all supposed to be like orphan puppies. Because if you look at them, they're all like different species, right? But or not some species, of them, breeds, right? But like, yeah, no, him and him and the like the orphanage like dog. They have they, they have some yeah. shared history, Eric. It's just one of those things where it's like, oh, my daddy's name's Charlie. My daddy's <laughs> name's Charlie too. Yeah, there's a lot of dogs named all right, Charlie. All right, I'm gonna roll. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having the pizza. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. So another another dog that's like uh, with uh, which uh, Charlie like. He dies and he's like ready to get with the with with like an angel. <laughs> yeah, he gets cool such as such as Burt Reynolds. Yeah, <laughs> moment he goes up to heaven, going like, ah, hey, yeah, uh, what you what you doing after this? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Another, I, but I, my problem with that is I that song didn't feel ironic. It would have been, I think, actually, it would have been creative if he was like, I mean, because this is not a subtle movie. If he was just like, no, yeah, you're gonna shend, you're gonna, da, da, da. and then like it, like it's obvious he's affecting it. It's like, no, he like stops being a terrible person to sing a very earnest song about sharing. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? Oh god! But I don't. I, I don't... got. I got up. I did the like arms in the air. <laughs> I walked away. Right, but the thing is, I don't think he has a problem with sharing to a degree because when he comes back from a heaven. When he comes back from the prison and he goes into like the casino he shares with Carface, 
You know, he was like, here, here's some meat for you guys. I know you haven't been doing too good. Here's some free drinks. It, like, th- that's like schmoozing. Though. And then like, also in his casino, he had an area of where he gave them free gifts. I like, get, that's but, schmoozing. That, that's casino operations. Yeah, it, it, that, that, that song to me felt very earnest. Like, well, you should do this because that's the good thing to do. And Howard is like, yeah, money. We got, like, we got money. We got drinks. I'm going to bang this angel. It's going to be great. Well, I mean, like, I think, and maybe this is me reaching for straws, but, like, uh, at no point does Charlie say that he shares. Right. Like, the more you share. I, I get this, but the song was also so, like, saccharine, too. It is, yeah. It so is that's why I felt, I felt that, I, that felt like they had another song, like, oh, crap, we can't use that song. Uh, <laughs> so so maybe. Sharing, yeah. The, the standards people say that we have to make this educational. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the, uh, you, maybe. The Pete's look disgusting. Maybe you can take it to the fact that this is just another one of Charlie's lies. So it's just a continuation of the lie, just going like, look, no, orphans, but, I'm cool. I'm saying, like. Right, so, like, also, like, the, the, the puppies were fighting, and it didn't bother Charlie. It wasn't until Anne Marie got upset and the the like mother figure Sheltie whatever like the like until they showed displeasure that Charlie was like oh yeah oh yeah I have to be like a role model I, right I, now I, okay but okay if this if this was better I think that that song and the dance routine should have been more ironic like it's obvious that like oh yeah okay you want to share with your friends and da, 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 I gotta go back from my casino bye kids and so, but otherwise it just it's an odd odd like tonal shift for me yeah I hear you. Um, and, like, the movie does have a lot of problems with that, uh, like, because there's, like, a lot of, like, demons and, like, to fire, but oh, also okay. you have, like, shopping montages. Oh, we, like, that's the next scene. Can we talk about this? Well, yeah. well, but first, well, the, with the shopping montage, shopping montages happen. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just saying, like, in general, like, yeah. you flip from, like, these sort of, like, pastel, very loud, like, very bright and sort of very happy. Um, to, to run down muted... Well, actually, oh, yeah. Actually, I think we passed. This is after we meet the couple. Okay, I, I just yeah. want to say, like, yeah. how weird because I think while they're at the orphanage, uh, Anne Marie has her like all her terrible song, but like, yeah. which they like reprise at the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, there's two very disturbing things here I want to talk about before we even get to the like event horizon scene. Um, <sighs> is like, <laughs> I forget the part where Anne Marie ripped out her eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah that happens. Um, <laughs> Where, where Charlie's going, he doesn't need eyes to see. It's fine. Um, so my, my my two problems are one, like the the this girl like shows up and they're like, oh well, honey, we should you know, bring her home. And they're like, oh, I don't know, we should. Do we have room for a kid? Like, hey, assholes, call the police. This is a obvious like runaway or kidnapped child. What are you doing? Like, it's, it's, she's she's yeah, saying and like, like no there's a I've there's been, a point where like where the the dad or the the husband is like uh, maybe we should an orphanage and like the mom's like we can put her in the guest room. Yeah, it's like, wait, wait, no, 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 you can't just do that. Like Somebody's biological clock is ticking? Yeah. Well, no, this is back before, like, records were a really big thing. Social I, security numbers were fairly well, new. Then, then me in the year of our Lord 2017 was very distressed by this. <laughs> I was like, like, this is a missing child. You need to call the police, like, right now. And not just like, oh, we'll just take a child. And the other one I was, I, I was a weird, and I think there's kids' movies like this, and that, like, Anne is an orphan, and she her like people is like, oh, I wish I had you know parents and a family and everything like this and like we don't know anything about what happened to her original set of parents. Well, I'm also gonna say like that's a weird angle as the writer and making this movie of like, oh yeah, okay, so we need to get the kids interested. Let's like how many how how relatable is this kid's story? Like a kid who's like, oh, I don't have a family, and I wish I had a family, and it's like. 
Are there orf- are there like a lot of orphans watching? Listen, it worked really well in American Tales. Shut your mouth. I haven't seen American Tales. <laughs> American <laughs> Tale, he wasn't an orphan. Well, but he became orphaned because he couldn't find his family. That's Spoilers, really Josh. Spoiler thing. alert. Spoiler for but this I mean, old like, ass movie. Orphans. I mean, orphans are like Annie. A- Annie did really well, and she was an orphan. I, I guess. And also, in the same time that this movie was set. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Um, orphans just, are the hot thing. Yeah. Well, like orphans are like immediately like oh you don't have anything. I, I guess, but it's just, it, it just seemed like an odd. It's an odd. I think plot to use in a kids but movie. But like dead parents are common in every kids movie. Not every kids right. movie, but a lot of kids yes. movies have dead parents. Like you go through like the Disney canon, yeah. for instance, and it's like you know, just, people are dying <laughs> bang, left bang, and bang, right. Bang. Bambi's was the hardest. <laughs> I mean, <though>. Batman. <laughs> <The> non-human. <laughs> like, dude, dead parents are like it in, in like uh, like immediate pathos and immediate angst. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, like, I agree with you that it's lazy story, story writing, uh, or that it can be, or like that it can take the place of like developing actual character for someone, as it does in this movie. And Marie does not have any character; like, she doesn't really have a character arc. She just winds right. up at a different place. She doesn't learn a lesson, or not to trust grifters, or, <laughs> or you know. animals you can well, talk to, I, I right? Or start taking psychoactive medication. <laughs> or, I don't know. I think as a kid, especially if you're under a certain age, there's always this fear that either your parents could leave you and you would have nothing. I mean, or maybe it's just me because my dad was in the military and yeah. there was always the scare of what if war breaks out? What if he has to go? And what if he dies? You know? Okay. You know, I'll, yeah, that, that, I, I see that. And since my dad was my main caretaker for a good chunk of my life, you know, that was a very big fear. Okay. And I mean, so, we can we can all agree also that like the land before time, like that's something where you immediately like maybe, connected with those dinosaurs because like oh, uh, we are not even going to talk about land before time. Right? Uh, but maybe, you also like maybe this is just a Don Bluth thing. Did he have parents? Well, no, I mean like it's also like, very clear and like it's a very clear thing in Disney mm-hmm. canon. Like it's a very okay. like it's it's a way to um, <laughs> give somebody like a built in motivation. Like yeah, um, to to give them something that they're missing already. Like to give them an I want. You're right. I have, no, I have no further criticism about this movie. <laughs> yes, finally, arguing somebody uh, down has kidding. won me at th- all. Just kidding, I will fight you. <laughs> Do I at least have you respond? Oh, yeah, no. It, so I, I just thought that was funny, but then yeah, we and then we get to like the greatest, in, like the whole reason for the season. Wait, hold, well, hold on, we got to get to we got to get through the points here. So oh, sure, sure. they have the one with the the dogs. Oh yay, pizza! Woo, that's cool. Uh, then she's like, "What's this conspicuous wallet with pictures of parents?" Right? Like, why did Charlie have the wallet at the? Yeah, why is he still yeah, carrying? Where did that the, come from? That was from like a month ago. And how did? She, and because I never really saw him with it after that he's first not, scene, it's like he doesn't yeah. have how pockets. Does she, how does she even he's, know he had that? You can tell even, that he's not an educated member of, of the he, dog he elite because he doesn't have any clothes. He doesn't have a fanny pack with a wallet in it. He doesn't even have a handkerchief. <laughs> nope. He doesn't have a hat. He doesn't have a vest. I mean, clearly, like he's a better educated member of this team. So she becomes right. distraught because of all the things that were taken before, and he stole. So now she's going to go and use the information from the wallet because now she knows how to follow. Street signs, even though she's been raised by dogs. I like her. Her objection is he stole a wallet and not like he has a giant. He has a giant like gambling and like rigged like. I guess maybe he's not rigging his races. No, she's still doing it. Like, she's like she's a big problem with the stolen wallet. Well, hold on a second. Like, it is in the interests of the 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 house to have accurate information about the horses and to offer accurate bets. I guess the idea is she does she not realize that she's like that he's like scamming people out of money. Well, I mean, like 
do they sh- once he gets the seed money to start the casino i don't see that we see no. her using her powers again no oh and we also mm. forgot to mention the entire like the small weird connection to the bad version of robin hood that pops up several times oh well the the fact that there's like oh robin hood and she and again she's just like you you said we were gonna take the money and give it to the poor oh yeah yeah like he did make those bad promises yeah. and he he lied because he's a bad dog <laughs> Bad dog. Bad boy. All right. So let's see. So at that point, we have the nightmare. And that, yeah. And then (laughs) where there's hellhounds and he's humiliated by the hellhounds minions. Uh, Humiliated? That's what it says. What? It says humiliated. That's that's a weird way to put it. Like, I. Yeah. Like, uh, they they bite at him. They chase him. Like, he's running. well, 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 There's in this the, terrifying like hellboat made of dog skeletons. Yeah, in in the middle of this children's movie, he has a nightmare in which he goes to hell and is like on a boat made of bones and there's like a there's multiple demons and then like there are demons eating him and then he comes out of it and And it's just it wakes to discover Amory is gone and, to return the wallet. And yeah, and then some people introduced they like they apparently cut they 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 made this scene and did everything and then they had to cut a few shots out of it because it was too scary for kids. I, if I remember correctly, it's on the VHS version. No, I don't think it no. was. It was never uh, committed to. It, it was the cut like before it even went to the theater. Okay, yeah. uh, but it, 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 you can find it on YouTube. It, like it, it has been salvaged in a like somewhat incomplete form. You, you know what? It's just I like I remember. Of all the movies I remember watching as a kid, that scene from All Dogs Go to Heaven did not bother me nearly as much as some of the scenes from Brave Little Toaster did. <laughs> oh, we're going to... That's not a Nightmare Fuel movie. Yeah. But to be fair, that Brave is not Little Toaster this... also included a clown. Oh, and you have cholerophobia. Or did. Um, but yeah, so like, um, I grew up sort of Catholic light and not Lutheran. <laughs> uh, but hey, like, join the club. <laughs> No, I'm Methodist. Yay. Yay. Get out. Uh, You're a raised, Protestant. I wasn't GTFO. raised with religion. Thank you. Thank you. Um, uh, but a friend of mine who I showed this to, he didn't see it as a, as a child. And he grew up in a very um, much more religious household. And he said, uh, or no, he did see it as a kid. And he said that like watching those demon dogs like actually gave him nightmares. Like those wow. tied, tied. Like, cause, like <laughs> Don Bluth was trying to make like an actual like that was part of his like the redemption story was a christian redemption story yeah don bluth like is heavily heavily like looking at his past history like he was born like with one of his fathers the higher up of the of the uh of the church of the latter-day saints oh he was mormon yeah oh god and he went to brigham young university well (laughs) not that only i wait mormonism upon mormonism no not Mormons go to Brigham Young University, though, right? No, no, well, no, no but no. it's a but very it's historically Mormon, yes. Mormon school. Right. It is run by Mormons. It is mostly attended. It's majority Mormon. And Brigham Young is this, white is the school for white yeah. white people. Brigham Young is the name of the second leader of the of the. I I know that part. Yeah, so, but um, I'm just I'm just making sure because I wasn't sure if only Mormons. No, they're not going to kick it. you out, but like they do have stuff like curfews and behavioral policies that you wouldn't okay. have at a secular. And school. you do have to go to church. And I think you can. I think you can be black and go there now. <laughs> Wait, if you went to Brigham Young University, you have to go to church. Have to go to church. Have to go to church. I went to a, you like, can't make people go to church. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. It's, private, it's not. A, it's, it's not a. It's not a public school, is yeah. it? It's a private school. I believe yeah. it's private. So yeah, it's a religious it's a university, school. but it's a private school. It's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. You can have. Pri- it's a private university. 
I, I remember I went to a I went to a private Catholic high school and I know, but that's a high school. That's different. There are private universities. It's a private there's, school. There's public and private universities. You can have universities that are based off of re- different religions. Just because our 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 like as as we called it, big gay Hogwarts was like super laid back and chill. They're only like what two. school did you go to? Um, I'll leave it off air. Okay. I want. I want to go. I don't, to big want, gay I don't want to bring bring shame upon the name of my my great high school, which was awesome. But yes. Uh, all right. Well, let's let's bounce around. Let's see. So um, Charlie finds that. Hey, figures out. Goes finds the finds the kid at the nice house and says, "Ah, you should just follow me for reasons." No, he tried to be. Wait, sorry, like, I was looking at Brigham Young. What did you say? I, I said that Charlie try, was able to lure her away from the house that was ser- serving her waffles. Okay, so one, they're serving her waffles, and he's taking away from uh, real waffles with actual syrup, which uh, we as adults in this day and age are very really get to see. So bad dog, Charlie. Yeah, bad. Boy. But like he's standing in this thing of of like daisies and pretending that he's dying, like he's being incredibly emotionally emotionally manipulative. Yeah, he would do that. Well, that's entirely in character. And then just a scene later, he gets hit with a hail of laser bullets. Okay. Here you why, go. Why, why is this in this movie? Oh, hold like on a second. What I wanna... just happened? Right? Okay, so there's the scene um, that Sorry, you get in the transfer uh, where Carface is... So you remember, like, I feel like in a lot of cartoons that talked about, or that happened in the 30s and 40s, they had this thing that is clearly like an uh, uh, an artifact of being in movie making, where like they have a that scrolling background and a car on a stand that like that was wobbles. Also on Rocket Doodle, oh, yeah, like it was in a lot of cartoons. Did Don Don Bluth just like guy just get one of these? Stop putting them in your movie. Well, when you rotoscoped it once, you keep using it. <laughs> it was, That's exactly how that. No, um, but so like Carface is here, clearly doing some sort of weird rich person entertainment, yes. and like he's screaming at, at Killer, like I loved that girl, and like that was such a. I didn't pick that out until the last time that I watched it. Like that, that he said that, and that yeah. was sort of a weird thing. That was weird. I thought that was weird too. Oh, I, was I missed like, that. Wow. You loved her, then why did you treat her like shit? Well, I mean, because it psycho. gave him money. Well, I mean, like, I think that Carface is actually a really good example of what like toxic masculinity looks like. But maybe that's a discussion for another day. Um, wearing wearing a bowler hat and a big cigar, right? Smoking a, a giant cigar, uh, subjugating women, um, uh, abusing his closest male friends to be dominant. Uh, three for three here. Yeah, I mean, like he's a. Pre- I mean, um, uh, but so like he doesn't. Like, yeah. So like, what did he do that he showed? Yeah. yeah, so I didn't pick that out until this time. Like this was the first time I've noticed that. This is the point in the movie where things I think start to really like get shaky. Well, yes, because now is the part where they get abducted so, by mice. So, well, well, hold so, on, hold on. So uh, Carface is like, get her, get her back, <laughs> and um, and Killer's like, I have this Flash Gordon ray gun, boss. I have a, I have a ray gun. What? Right, and you're like, so is it like a toy ray gun? And then they show up the market. Uh, no, he's he's got like a tripod mounted machine gun, which shoots lasers, and it's like, wow, he tried to kill us. Well, I've never mentioned. But that they again. sort of ricochet, if I remember correctly. Right? So like, it's not. Well, it's sure. just because of his the necklace that he has, which was the thing that he used to rewind his time. You know, rewind time, and that uh, yeah, way he can still it, live. Yeah, so I think heaven it saved clo- him from dying. So heaven clocks deflect lasers. Well, like he okay. is now in control. I think it did shoot like, him. I think he's but now it, immortal. Yeah, I think it actually shot him. It just it didn't kill him because he has his he controls his own timeline now. I I I just like I cannot wrap my mind around why this entire sequence is in the movie because it never comes back either. They don't ever use the ray gun ever again. 
No, that yeah, they, they don't, don't make a mention of that. They don't like. Well, the Reagan didn't work. All right, back in the pit of piranhas with you. Right. Yeah. So also, also, Carface is a very typical villain pit of piranhas that he puts a uh, uh, freaking shark. Well, hey, laser beams and sh- and <laughs> vicious piranhas. Pretty um, close. <laughs> Um, so then Charlie and Anne-Marie, so for, like, he's also shooting at Anne-Marie. Well, like, he yeah, says well, specifically, don't hit her. Right, but, but then do you see Killer? Yeah, well... Like, and they're also riding a third larger dog. Well, Mags, Mags. Killer thug, was saying thug that... Thug life, you don't choose the thug life, chooses you. Oh. Well, Killer <laughs> Killer says specifically, how do you stop this thing? Like, he didn't even know how he was so controlling it. It's, yeah, it's, that's it's, weird. Like, it's a very cartoonish thing. This but, is like beyond a red herring. That that made me that made annoyed me so much. Like what? Stop! No, stop wasting my time, movie. Stop this. So they run and they uh, hide in what looks to be like a warehouse of <laughs> like excess Mardi Gras goods. Like we're but, just gonna leave these here. Goodbye. I think it said what it was, was but it I don't remember. Shop? It was like a co- yeah, I think it was a costume okay. shop. I was close. That's a very Nowlands thing. I guess so. I've never been there. It's, it's pretty nice. I I can take you to Nowlands. I'll watch your cat while you're gone. You can. <laughs> All right. So then that happens. To be a disgusting human. They awesome. go into the 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 costume warehouse wherever this is. At some point, they get captured by mice. They fall uh, through the floor. Yes. Uh, they land in a pile of bone. Or no, they're not on bones yet. Oh, I, uh, I want to talk about the transition there because they just like. There's no real leap to it. They're just like they talk for a second, and then the floor just gives way. Like there's a moment where it creaks, and Charlie's like, "Watch your step," and then they just fall. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Okay. Is anyone using this costume shop? How did they not like? uh, Okay, so that happens. They move forward. Uh, They get captured by these mice after, you know, he's been fumbling around and trying to find, you know, his uh, necklace. They are lifted up and do not stop themselves from being lifted up. They just kind of go like, all right, well, I guess we're now Well, I guess we're each being carried by six mice. It's unstoppable. That are underwater and totally fine for some reason. Yeah. Um, And then they are put into cages and given as voodoo sacrifice to a giant... Big-lipped alligator. Yep. He has a bone through his nose. Yeah, it's it's again. It is we talk about uncomfortable racist caricatures. It's, but but he loves ooh. that baritone. It's not. Burt Reynolds is not a baritone. Burt Reynolds can barely sing. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was like, oh my god, you have a beautiful voice. Right, I'm so like, he goes uh, to eat. It's like when he, Jeff Bridges he, sings he, in the Last Unicorn. <laughs> you shut up. <laughs> So, 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 like, he goes to eat Charlie, like, he puts the cage in his mouth hole, if I remember correctly. His so, it's like, hole. it's a cage of hole, W-H-O-L-E. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I understand how that was confusing. Uh, the wait, cage, wait a minute. The cage is whole, as he puts it in his mouth. Um, and it's made of bones. And, like, they're running around on, like, islands made of bones while they're trying to escape from this alligator for just a hot second. And, like, it's, again, it, like, it's this very weird mix of, like, very dark, but also, like, the alligator is, uh, from the moment the alligator comes in, he's bright green with bright pink lips. Like, he's and, like, the this, brightest thing in the goddamn movie. Yes. He is. And, like, the hall they're in has, like, coral pink stuff, and he's got, like, a blue swimming bonnet on, and he goes to bite Charlie, and Charlie, like, howls, and he hits this, like, sea sharp, I want to say. Um not a pleasant note uh and like he's like oh you can sing and then like has this big song about like yeah about how uh 
What was that song about? Let's make music together. Yes, that one. Ken Um, Page and Burt Reynolds. Boy. That was one fabulous alligator, though. I mean, it was. Like, it's a great. Fabulous. uh, It's a great moment to watch. And, like, there's, like, sort of this synchronized swimming going on. And you're like, why is. I didn't realize that. I mean, it's, I know that New Orleans is sinking, but I didn't realize they had, like, giant underwater caverns. Yeah. Oh, getting in front of the caverns of New, or- of New Orleans? Come yeah, on. sorry, I know that I come from a spelunking crowd, but no. I uh, just They're holding out on it's us. It's just such, like, again, like, what, why is this movie dithering so much? Like, why, this this feels like this was uh, paper over for something else that didn't work. Yeah, I, I hear you. But but you know what? To be fair, when at the credits, I did see like a list of eight to ten people that apparently wrote the story. So that, that makes sense. That could get a little a bit hectic. Yeah, like the minute you see the more than like three people doing a thing, you're like, mm-hmm. it's bad. Yeah, yeah. Too many cooks. <laughs> Too many cooks. Um, and uh, so we get through a sequence which you could cut entirely out of the movie. Well, then you wouldn't have the alligator for later. It could just be an alligator that shows up that would make equally as much that sense. Would, no, that would make no sense at all. You'd be like, why is there this random alligator? Because yeah, why, why it's normal. Yeah, why does it only go after Carface? All right, so then... Well, he's obviously the plumpest. Yes, but we forgot, the, we, we forgot one of the important pieces here. Mm-hmm. At this moment, Anne-Marie, for some unknown <laughs> yes, reason, just, <laughs> has pneumonia. Because she got wet. <laughs> I do have the vapors. <laughs> she got she got wet and beat up by a flipping alligator. Like she doesn't. I'm sure she doesn't actually have pneumonia. I'm sure she just has a cold. But like she's a kid, they get sick at everything. She's Who got, knows what it she's is? She's got the sniffle. Oh, and she lives in a she lives in a junkyard with dogs. So, <laughs> all right. So at this time, Carface and his thugs destroy the casino. I'm going to start moving quickly through this because yeah. we've already gone through an hour oh, and dear. we haven't even finished the movie. So let's do this. Uh, Charlie and Carface destroy the casino. Uh, Itchy confronts Charlie, claiming uh, that he cares Anne-Marie more about him than Charlie's like, forget it, I don't even care about her. I'll put her in an orphanage. And every time somebody makes a loud declaration like this, obviously the person they're talking about is right behind him. <laughs> it's movie magic. Yeah. Uh, let's see, she overhears the conversation, tearfully runs away, and is immediately captured by Carface. He's not, all over the place. Not a moment, just she's out the door and scream and gone. Like, there's not even a chase. So, uh, let's see, tearfully runs away, uh, they, f- they have the scream, whatever, uh, uh, and then, um... Itchy goes to get help from Kate and Harold, which causes all the dogs in town to go this after. This is very clearly like a Dalmatians-esque. The yeah. Great Bark. We, we mm-hmm. can do the Dalmatians too, guys. I'm Don Bluth. I can draw a lot of dogs. You want to see me draw a lot of dogs? I'll draw a lot of dogs. Look, they're not even the same type of dog. I'm so good. I'm I didn't dumb. even. I didn't even have a like. You had you're a hundred one Dalmatians. Like, meh. That's the same dog over and over. You could have copied and pasted, and nobody would have known. <laughs> yes, he got copy, paste, copy. This is the you could have just rotoscoped the same dog. <laughs> well, no, it's this is the. It's like they're not even using computers. They're just like <laughs> just photocopying <laughs> animation cells. Um, I just think, like, if if you seem like we're speeding through it, like this this whole chunk of the movie is like meandering and weird. Yeah, there's a lot of it that should just be cut. Yeah, this movie needs a lot of cutting. Uh, let's see. Then there is the... Um, let's see. He he then suddenly knows... Ex- well, he knows because she's at the casino, which now the bottom is completely holed out. 
somehow. This is the old casino, the boat casino. Boat casino. That has a piranha pit in it. Oh, yes. So, though, now sans piranhas for some reason. I they, know, they weren't at the Piranha Pit. It was just another... Because remember... Because it was a wrecked built, boat. Yeah, it's a wrecked boat. So they probably were in a different section of the boat. So they have two pits. Yes, most likely. But that or they swam well, back to Amazon. I don't think it's a pit. Like, I think it's just that like this is it's a part just, of the boat that would open, needed repair. Yeah, that was open you know? to the water. And like you would think they would be repairing boats because it's like immediately preceding World War II and somebody would be like, hey... Maybe we should put this stuff to use. Now, what is all the, what's all this crazy crap in here? Oh my god! We need scrap metal. There's a ra- there's a dog with a ray gun in here, guys. <laughs> there's uh, a dog can t- casino. Oh, can yeah. we tell the War Department about this? Can we use lasers to fight the Nazis? Uh, all right. So then that happens. So Charlie is just like, oh, I'm going to save you. Immediately getting into the trap that was set, and Ooh. then he has a big fight, and they fight. The alligator saves him. Alligator shows up and chases. King Alligator arrives, chases Carface off, and Charlie tries to. Do, he has his watch. The watch falls into the water, but Anne Marie fell in the water too. I'm going to save. Uh, and he has to make the choice between saving Anne Marie or uh, keeping his, his uh, immortal, immortal soul. soul. Yeah. So, so, I mean, if we look at it, his, his choices are be immortal forever. Or save this girl and die. Well, heaven seems like I mean, like you've you've confirmed for yourself that heaven exists, and it's like a pretty cool place to be. So it doesn't seem really seem that much of a choice. Go back well, to my trash heap life, or like but, well, but remember, he didn't even know. But remember, you can never come, come back. back. You'll go to do- you'll- so that was another reason. So for yeah, him so to- like this isn't yeah, him. But- like this is him going into uncertainty. Yeah, like, he doesn't true. know what's going to happen. Well, no, because he's been threatened with visions of hell for the entire movie since he left heaven. Yeah, and he's like, been told he can't come back to heaven. So, so like, he knows what's going to happen. Like, he knows he a sacrifice. that he's going to go to the place with, like, tiny bone rat dogs and giant lava dragon dogs. Wait a he's second. he's going to burn. Are th- do those dogs go to heaven? Do what? the hell dogs go to heaven? See, that's a dream. <laughs> that's a dream. I maintain that he's imagining that. But I'm just going that's like not part of the the theology of the world. Well, yeah, but if all dogs go to heaven, I'm and so, he's yeah. the first one to break that rule. Like, how is there also already a hell? Have they been like, we got if our first customer? Know. Yeah, okay, maybe maybe she's fun. a trainee dog. The uh, <laughs> heaven whip it. She doesn't know. Okay, I. Okay, but when you went to heaven, you saw there were other animals besides dogs. So hell, obviously, is for everyone as well. It's just dogs don't normally go to hell. Right, it's, it's weird because it's a dog-centric theology. So, like, the, 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 if, the angels, if the angels are dogs, then the demons also have to be dogs. Yeah. I mean, you know what? The demons didn't look like dogs to me, though. They look like, like wing, They look like wingless bats to me. Yeah. Okay, well, whatever. So the demons have been, like, he's been having, uh, you know, dreams of demons. Um, <laughs> and there's he knows just that he a, can't go to heaven. And well, there's just a really boring area of dog hell that's just like, nobody's here. That's a, there's a callback <laughs> to our Thunder of the Barbarian episode. Demon dogs. <laughs> Demon dogs. <laughs> Also, um, our can, second callback this episode. Mm, yeah. Also, we can confirm that it wasn't entirely a dream because we do see the dragon later. Oh, oh, that's true. You're right. You're you're right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Eat so humble pie. But then the but then the fairy from uh, from 
uh, uh, Pinocchio. Yeah, Pinocchio is like. So so Charlie jumps into the water. He swims towards his watch. He swims towards Anne Marie. He swims towards his watch, and he goes and he rescues Anne Marie, and then he drowns. Even again. though he could totally have grabbed both. Of yeah, I don't, yeah, I understand what his problem was. But well, okay. so there was that like Ring of Fire situation, and when you first look down, this is what sort of bothers me again. Coming back as an adult, like it has a situation where you have two rings of fire that look separate, and the watch is in one, and Anne Marie is in the other. But when he's actually in the water, that's not what it's like at all. And I'm yes. like, so why did you set up this false right. tension that you were not? Yeah, sure, fine, whatever. Yeah. Also, this this ship is, looks like it's been rusting for ages, yet still has a completely working engine that can set on fire. It's full of oil, I guess. Yeah, like uh, so. Post Great Depression, I'm sure whatever the uh, I, I can I, I feel like this is comfortable in that like a, if a company was just like shut down like overnight, like a company that was working on completely land speculation, like a lot of companies were in the great, you know, like that's part of what caused the stock depression is that people were operating only on things like money that wasn't actually real yet. Um, it would totally make sense that a company would just like, well, we're done. Yeah. I thought uh, it was just an abandoned ship and like, it's, it's full yeah, of like, oil. Yeah. That, uh, who no would EPA. come in and tap the oil out? Nobody is going to. Ain't no EPA to clean that up. Right, so it totally makes sense that an abandoned ship would have hazardous materials on it because it's in, it's 1939. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Let's see. So as we said, dives in the water, but the clock stops before he can get to it, and he dies. Anne Marie is then uh, retrieved by Killer uh, back and is discovered by Kate. Harold and the authorities as the boat sinks into the water. Bum, 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 Though it's bum, so bum, strange bum. to see Killer bring her in, and there's no explanation for that. Because he's redeemed somehow now. Well, he has a laser Killer gun. was never mean to Anne Marie. He was only mean to other dogs. Well, he shot at her with a laser gun. And he also, didn't shoot at her. He just wasn't very good at shooting. Also, when <laughs> he was told to feed her, he was like, "Really? Do I have to?" Like he didn't care about her. No, but he wasn't mean to her. Yeah, starving was- someone is not being mean to. No, 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 no. He was protesting a chore. Mm. Like you've never been like, uh, I have to feed Red. No, he's my lovely cat. I have spent more than I, I have. I've watched this cat for a longer period than a week. You love this cat. You love this cat. I mean, <laughs> the vomit no much, but face. the vomit, the crawling you in the middle of the night, I mean, and he's not him. a small cat. So I mean, you look feel at him right pos- now. I yes, mean, he's right sleeping now. Like, look how adorable. But like he is. at two o'clock in the morning, when he woke me up, uh huh, over and over and over again, I did not love him then, and I would have been like, "You were ready to shoot a laser cannon at him." <laughs> I can, s- yes, or his general vicinity. See, it never really bothers me most of the time because I sleep like a rock. Yeah, but uh, I do too. Anyway, this but is I agree. Side. He does. He does have tiny neutron stars for paws. Like- yes, they are incredibly dense. <laughs> like, and if he steps on like a not well padded place, it's like, oh, who's stabbing me? <laughs> yeah. It- <laughs> He has the ability to just put like a hundred pounds of weight, even though he's like a fourteen pound dog, a d- dog, cat, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. We're talking about dogs too much. I mean, it's confusing me. There's only you, one. You can cat never in this talk movie. about dogs too much. All right. So, uh, summing up, uh, sometime later, Kate and Harold adopted Amory because, of course, they did. Who also adopted Itchy, and Charlie returns in ghost form and <laughs> but, apologizes but, to Anne Marie. But, but then, unfortunately, at the very end of the movie, Travis has to shoot Charlie. <laughs> He's walking down the street with foam in his mouth. So yeah. He yeah. Anyway, so yeah, he tells Itchy to take care of Anne Marie, and he tells Anne Marie, or no, Itchy's Itchy's uh, almost dead. Um, Charlie's uh, hijinks have almost killed his best friend, but he landed in a safe home um, uh, where people will take care of him. And he asks Anne Marie to take care of Itchy and make sure that Itchy has a good life and can put that education to good use. And as Satan appears in the background, yes. <laughs> yes. And he's like, I got, I, I'm Burt Reynolds. I gotta go. I gotta go make more puppies with that uh, angel up there. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Talk to you later, babe. The uh, the good witch shows up and says, Hey, how's Charlie, it going? You 
can come home. And he's like, but I mm. thought I couldn't go back. But then oh, she's you- like, well, you sacrificed yourself for her so you can come home. You never said that was a stipulation yeah, I could then- use. Well, because like, then that it would have been a true sacrifice. Like, if he yeah. was like, this is a trait, because then it would have been a sacrifice. It would have been like, let me do this thing that is kind of boring, um, and I will get what I wanted. It wouldn't have been like, it wouldn't have meant anything. Yeah, just to, just to have that little thing flash, like, you can never come back. Could you send me the rule book? Unless you, <laughs> unless you do a cool thing. <laughs> and, like, unless you make a real sacrifice. Like, he he gave his life. Right. But if you did, you have to not know. Like, well, is that part that of the true sacrifice? That it's not. If 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 you know that you're going to get something out of it, yeah, that, right. I, like it's not. Then it's not a sacrifice. Charlie was sacrificing his immortal soul. If I he mean, knew that his immortal soul was going to be if, saved, then it would not have been a sacrifice. It would have been just a delay. If I bought an entire McDonald's combo and found somebody very hungry and gave it to them. And then they were like, I'm actually the CEO of happy times. Like, see that, that would be a true sacrifice. Well, what? Uh, well, no, there's a difference between like But I mean, still, if they gave you, if they, if, if, if they, if you gave the, the if you wandered upon somebody who looked hungry in the street and said, Hey, have my Big Mac. Or why are we McDonald's advertising for McDonald's right now? If you were like, here's oh, my you chicken buy. McNuggets. Mm-hmm. Here is my twenty piece chicken McNuggets Here, on available Saturday at Friends Club. We're, Wait, we're no, it. hold on, hold on. So if I had this Casper mattress, <laughs> <laughs> on, like, and you can if go you had this Casper mattress, this we are a host on Squarespace, right? <laughs> hey guys, stamps.com is a great place. <laughs> Do you need a postage meter? I know a place. But, um, but no, but so I, but if you were like, yeah. hey, here's this Big Mac, and you knew that you were going to get a Big Mac in replacement only if you gave away this Big Mac, then you have lost nothing. You were in exactly right. the same place that you were before. You have all you have done was slight delay of gratification. He, he gave up. He he gave. He sacrificed his life. With the with, with uh, in full knowledge that like I'm probably gonna go to hell and not even like I'm depriving myself of a Big Mac like I'm not it's not now for him the stakes are not I am not going right. to heaven but I I have seen hell right. and I'm going I'm choosing this for this little girl's life okay I guess that's a little bit better than the Big Mac okay yeah we'll uh, we'll let that <laughs> yeah. one slide uh, wow a little bit. <laughs> I mean, just a smidge. Very I mean, like, I would have really maybe, good. like, if you'd, if you'd like use a 20-piece chicken McNugget, uh, then I, I, I might have had a hard time arguing. I mean, if you can get that Szechuan sauce, like, you might die for I that. I miss <laughs> the, the sweet chili sauce they had after the Olympics, mm. and then kept forever, and then threw away. Yeah. Uh, so, let's see. So, Charlie regained his place in heaven. Anne-Marie wakes up and says goodbye and asks, uh, and uh, he says goodbye, ask her, take care, itchy. She falls asleep. Charlie returns to heaven. Credits. and Control. And, and for some reason, um, Carface Wait, goes no back. Sort of, yeah. Carface goes back just because, I don't know, he thinks he like, can go kill. He's got to become Ernest Borgnine somehow. Well, they don't. <laughs> show him going back they show him attempting to go back right they show him what like he has an alarm clock like a big double brass belled alarm clock which i think is funny um but yeah it's like they didn't learn anything or that the whole point uh uh was that like free will doesn't actually exist and this is all already part of the the manipulative plan where you have to make people suffer in order to redeem themselves yeah because god apparently is a dick in all universes yes so if he exists he's a jerk yeah um all right so that takes care of the story itself is there anything that we should cover before we get into the 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 few pieces of minutiae i think we should cover i i I would just like to say like again macro point like this is don bluth 
He's an interesting, interesting character in animation history, and he's made some very good movies. This was, I think, the beginning of the downslide. Because this movie had a troubled production, and it's just like, it, yeah, like, like you were saying, I, there were like eight writers. Like, there are, there are too many cooks in the kitchen in this movie. Uh, it is the, 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 the middle, like, the, the third part of the movie is very, like, scattered. And yeah, it, felt, it felt like this movie, like, was kind of put together kind of slapdash. Like in terms of structure, the animation is great. Like I also I agree, the animation is really is really nice to look at. Um, yeah, this is this is a flawed but interesting piece. Uh, Sabrina, your feels? I mean, I still liked it, but I again, this was a movie I grew up watching as well, um, and I grew up a Don Bluth kid, so. You know, as far as, as, you know, it's maybe not the most perfect story, but I don't hate it, you know, even now that I'm older. Like, I still think it's a good, it's an interesting film that you can still have your kids watch. And I, 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 yeah, I'm thinking, Josh, did you see it when you were a kid? I did, but I mean, it really didn't, like, okay, pretty much. It I, didn't I, make an impression. It, it didn't make much of an impression. Th- this, this was the first time I've seen it, so, like, I have zero nostalgic connection to it, so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was just kind of one of those things, like, I could not have told you the beat of it beyond the fact of, like, <laughs> All yeah, I remember that he came back from heaven. Like, that was pretty much it. Um, I, so the details of the movie itself, uh, and the things surrounding it, uh, the only like real crazy thing, which I, I discovered, this is one of the things why sometimes I should not do the research halfway through watching a movie because it can completely <laughs> oh. change my perception oh, no. of the movie. Um, yeah. And so like, just as a heads up, this is about to be a sad story. Yeah. This is about, if you want to end the, end, end the hijinks here, uh, and you don't want to listen to this. Yeah. This really is really actually kind of disturbing stuff. It's, uh, this is going to suddenly turn into a very special episode oh, of boy. the Saturday friends. Club. I, I haven't heard this tidbit. So. Okay. Uh, Judith Barcy, who did the voice for Amory, Amory in the show. This was her last movie appearance, but huh. she'd worked with Don Bluth before in land before time as Ducky as Ducky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and was going to be, part of Don Bluth's uh, cast for a long time because he liked her, thought that she was a natural. She picked up on, you know, the directions way better than somebody of her age could have. Right, and so, like, oftentimes with uh, children in movies, you have adults doing children's voices, and you can tell, or you have children doing it, and they sound weird because children have a hard time doing this kind of stuff. But, like, Anne-Marie, and and I read a couple of articles um, about the, the girl who played her, and, like, everyone who worked with her said that she was just a great kid, um. Yeah. So her name is uh, Udi, uh, Judith Barcy, uh, and unfortunately, she died a full year before the actual movie came out huh. from a homicide suicide. Wow. Yeah. So what it was was pretty much just abuse in the family. Uh, her father was a drunk, and things just got crazy, crazy. Like, the more popular that she became, the worse off it became. Uh, there was money involved. There were Like, it was abuse. very clearly a case of somebody who was unstable and using his child to support himself. 
but like could not that only reinforced the bad place that he was in and like and then he became abusive to the mom the mom like looking like she was like i'm going to get out of this situation but i'm being apprehensive like i'm going to ask for a divorce at some time we're going to get out of this house at some time you know just a lot of delaying and delaying she even had an apartment she was already renting to get away from him for periods of time if they needed to so, but it, she never made the full commitment. Right. So the uh, and multiple times where like abuse was happening, the cops would come over and the mother would just be like, "No, I don't want to press charges. I just, you know, I, I'm going to handle this." I right. mean, destroying a family uh, is a large burden, and when you're in yeah. that place, that's what that feels like. And and to a point that child protective services showed up several times like you know i mean i just i just don't understand the point of child protective services though is to step in when the parents aren't willing to you know what i'm saying that's why there is child protective services child protective service takes kids from their parents all the time for stupid but the, the investigation was dropped because maria her mom stated that she intended to start doing the divorce proceedings so you know and already had an apartment so they said like okay she's already on her way she knows what she's supposed to do but the problem was is that uh let's see so um yeah it was july 25th 1988 her father shot her in the head while she was sleeping uh then murdered maria and then spent two days wandering around the house uh before having a phone conversation with U.S. agent uh stating they intended to move out for good and needed to say goodbye to my little girl he then poured gasoline on the bodies and set them on fire after incinerating the bodies he went to the garage and shot himself with a 32 caliber pistol Ugh. All right, this this is where the point that I say this very special episode, and I sincerely hope that there is nobody out there that is like this. I'm sorry that if the episode, you know, is just like, ah, boy, that sure ended on a downer. It's very special episode time. If you or someone you know is in a shitty-ass situation like this, please do not sit back. Like, it's serious. In this case, it was actually like, Killed two two people, three people. If you go with the di- with the douchebag husband, like it's serious. It's a real thing. And if you are in that situation, there is strength. There is hope. There is a place for you. You can get out. There, it 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 always seems harder, but it's possible. If you know somebody that seems like they are in this situation, get them every ounce of help they need. Because this is just, it was one of those things that was just shocking how sad it was. Because I then watched the rest of the end of that movie with that knowledge in my head. And it made the parts where she like said goodbye. You knew that Don Bluth was sitting there just agonizing because he loved this little girl. And just agonizing because he and that entire department could not do a thing. It's insane. Yeah, it makes the end of the movie a lot more poignant, too. Yeah. Just the part where she says, I love you, and says goodbye to Charlie, and... And they dedicate that last song to her and everything. Like, it's 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 just crazy. And, like, 
I never expected it because I, I just, yay, Max chose a happy movie because we're going to have it and we're going to have unsolved mysteries. So this is going to be our nice little setup before we get to those. And Sorry, this was our accidental Halloween where we, instead yes. of having a fun spooky time, just have sad spooky times. Yeah. Sad, um, yeah, sad and de- depressing and scary. Yeah. yeah, sad, depressing, scary, long lasting uh, pain for a lot of real people, um, except in it, which is. Uh, we'll talk about that then. Yeah, but next like, episode. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I mean, like, just learning the story uh, about that little girl. And, and is I just, it feels it's something that I want. I I want to talk about because that, it's just like it's sad. It's relevant to the story because it obviously it it the 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 actual movements, the the mannerisms of uh, Anne Marie are actually hers. Like he specifically went like I want to put her mannerisms into it so that there is a lasting like piece of her. Hmm. So it's it then is it then just makes it where it's just like oh holy crap yeah like, this the- is what is left of this little girl right mm-hmm. you know um and like I came from a rough family background uh it seems like sometimes I like it seems like you. You can't get out. Like the 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 saddest piece was like the 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 song which you mentioned earlier. Uh, her song, which just kind of seemed like weird and throwaway. Uh, yeah, no, had uh, had to be sung by someone else because she attempted to sing it but burst out crying. Jeez. Yeah, I know. Right to have this little child sing about finding a happy home. Yeah, it seems like in retrospect with this new information, it just. It adds like a like a a sort of like just empty tragic, empty, Mm -hmm. hopeless sadness. Right. Um. But yeah, it's so. I mean that that the only reason I well not the only reason it's part of the legacy of this this movie. It's part of the legacy of this story. It's it's important. Sadness is sometimes a learning experience, and with anything, I just my main thing is just like take this as a learning experience, like. If there are people that are like that, either that are listening or that you know, like, there's always a way. There's always a way, and you can always, you can find the way out. So, that's the Saturday Friends Club for this week. The very Yeah, very special episode indeed. Yeah. I, yeah, I queued these two in. You're just like, boy, I feel like the ass now. <laughs> yeah, like, I said, this whole, this whole episode, like, make, like... Just fucking, and then we got to end like that. Aha, remember when we talked about comeuppance and you thought it was going to be mine? <laughs> I haven't even picked anything in a while, and you guys are like, you know what? Let's go. Like, let's let's go take Eric down a notch. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, yeah. Let's let's remind people that lives are complex and things are often more complicated yes. than they appear to be on the surface. And yeah, that's and, and to give people a benefit of a doubt when you you know you don't know what kind of struggle they're going through. Like, well, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Reach out to people. Help others. Yep. And Very special episode. Any, anything else you want to say there, Mags? I'll, and in r- relation to just the movie as a whole? Dogs are the best thing that people have ever done. Do they all go to we heaven? We didn't do dogs. Well, I guess we domesticated them. <laughs> no, we didn't do wolves. We've Dogs are our fault. That's true. Um, uh, like, I... Uh, this movie, like, especially as an adult, and now that I'm more able of viewing things critically, like, there's a lot that is goofy and it loses its path in the third the third act yeah but like to me um one of the things that uh one of the things i really like about don bluth movies and this sort of ties in is that don bluth wasn't afraid of talking about heavy things with children yeah um and like in a lot of other like don bluth was always compared against disney because that's the only the, the gold standard 
Right. Right, like the old standard, and like there was no one with that sort of scale. Um, so, but we'll like see. a lot of those movies, and a lot of people who criticize these movies talk about like, like especially The Land Before Time, you, you see somebody's mother die. Like you get to know them, and then you get to see this mother die. And people talk like, how can you make kids face that? Well, um, as we've just discovered, yes. you, I, or well, Eric and the, and the, the listeners have discovered, um, sometimes terrible things happen to kids. Uh, and I was aware to, of the fact before. But oh, yes. yeah, I know. But I mean, pointedly um, discovered or were reminded, I guess, maybe. But like terrible things happen to kids. Um, and we use movies uh, to like learn about our world. Like as kids, that's how we we model behaviors that we see. We talk about the things that we see, like treating kids like like uh, tiny, uh, 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 completely fragile creatures is not relevant or not real or reflective of their actual experiences or what it's like to be a live real human. Um, and that I think movies that touch on darker subjects are not completely inappropriate for kids. Like maybe now I wouldn't show this to like a six year old and let them watch it by themselves, you know, but like, I like that this movie has darker subjects. I like that this movie, um, like, I love the color palette of this movie. Like, it's very... It's a, it's a Don Bluth. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, 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 like, it starts off with this, like, absolute just straight-up debauchery and goes through, like, uh, emotional manipulation of somebody for your own monetary gains. Wow, man, this movie has a lot of perils with this little girl's life. Um, you know, like, this kind of stuff is, it's meaningful. And this movie, like, as I learned more about the production and as I learned more about um, uh, Judith's life, like, it became heavier and like means more to me today than it did then. Like, I think it stands the test of time for the most part. Um, I think that uh, like, it's an important part of the slightly off, off, off path, um, off the beaten path, uh, American canon, I guess. Like Charlie B. Barkin is a completely American hero. <laughs> a real American hero. <laughs> I, I will say secret of Nim against the movie that I've seen. And I think you have not. That also is not. Uh, it deals with a. It deals with heavier subject. I mean, fundament, the fundamental well, character is a. Well, is, to be fair, Secret of Nim was also a book before it became a movie. Yeah. So he had something to base it off of. It wasn't some crazy mishmash. Like it wasn't of, just like I mean, like I think that yeah. auteur film theory is an interesting but flawed way. I, all film theories are sure, yeah, interesting yeah. but flawed. But like, this is much more an auteurship. Uh, sort of thing, like uh, right. than, than Nim was, but like even isn't I haven't seen Nim or read the book. I know, I know. Stop yelling at me. I know we got to watch it too. I, um, um, but isn't that about animal experimentation? Yes, and, I mean, like, I like creating it, consciousness and things that were not conscious before. No, they're okay. That, 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 that's, that's complicated. We'll get to that at Nim. That's a complicated. <laughs> I, I, mean, I mean, the fundamental character is a like is a single mother trying to raise like a bunch of annoying kids. And Have you met children? <laughs> that's why they're annoying. <laughs> Um, so yeah, no, I think like this movie is, is, uh, still really good. Like, I don't think, I think that's fallen out a lot. Like a lot of people don't remember it. I don't hear people talking about it the way they talk about other movies. Um, and then somehow they took this and made, uh, All Dogs Go to Heaven 2 and a hot garbage pile of a TV show. <laughs> um, which even as a young person, I recognized that it was a hot pile of garbage. Uh, well, which, as we said, Dong Bluth had nothing to do with. Absolutely nothing to do with. I don't know. And there was only one voice talent that went back. I, I cannot imagine with everything that, that, that uh, you know, that happened, you know, as we talked about Judith, that Don Bluth would want to go back because it's just like, whoo, I made this movie that kind of 
I made this accidentally prophetic movie, and I was trying to do a different religious story. Yeah. Right. I made the, I made this prophet this this specific prophetic movie that turned into a tomb for a little girl. Yeah. 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 So. All right. Well, there's your bummer of a Saturday Friends Club, everyone. Yeah. Go hug your go hug your loved ones and your dog. Yeah. And go. your dog if you have a dog. If you don't have a dog, hug your hug your cat. If you don't have a cat, then your life is set. Hug yourself. I'm just kidding. Jeez. <laughs> go find a friend. Hug them. Go find a ghost to hug. I bet they'll love. Find you. a neighbor's dog. <laughs> that sounds like a horror movie. Right? Go find a ghost to hug. <laughs> this house doesn't haunt it. It just oh, needs some. Hold on. Get away spirits. from me, you weirdo. Today on Ghost Huggers. <laughs> I'm gonna. Where are you, ghost? I'm gonna hug you. <laughs> where are you, ghost? Oh God! Oh, oh God! <laughs> Come on out, hug you. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I, I think we've. We're yeah. I think it's. I think we're done. I think we're done. <laughs> uh, that has been the Saturday Friends Club for this week. Thank you all for listening. Uh, you can find us over at Sat Friends Club on Twitter, and there's the satfriendsclub.com domain where you can find all the episodes. We're on iTunes. We're on all the other places you can imagine. I've got to record a better outro for all of these because I do it often enough, and there's a billion places you can find us, as well as Patreon that we mentioned before. Please give us money. Yes. Yeah. I mean, just help out the show if you we, think that we're worth it. There is a special episode of the pre-show discussions, oh. as I mentioned out there. Um, and there is a special Discord chat now where you can hang out with us if you so wish. Give, give us your money so we can afford therapy for the movies that we watch. Therapy and also because we just need to get everybody together. And, you know, sometimes getting this content does cost a little bit for us and yeah. new equipment. I've got brand new microphones for the crew now. This and, show and, should sound better. And also money, generally, good good thing. Yeah, It's helpful. You know, we... We it's buy American. or rent these movies, you know, support creators, etc. Yep. So, all right. That has been the Saturday Friends Club for this week. Next week is Sabrina's pick. What are we going for? We're watching Stephen King's It. That's pretty good. That was. I think that's the best one in the group. Yeah. We're going to have the audience shudder with anticipation. Patient. No, there we should have just said that at the beginning of the next episode. <laughs> what, spoiler alert, Tim Curry's in this movie? <laughs> no, but that would have been a fantastic way to start the next episode. Like, what, what, should we just, should I just, just cut, cut it? it? Cut it. Just uh, cut it after uh, Antissa. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. All right, so uh, we, will catch you, we will catch you next week, uh, Saturday Friends. And until then, sleep well, everyone. Bye. Bye. Red says goodnight. Oh. I already said goodnight. No, but you say the Antissa. Patient. No, no, you're still messing what? it. What? No. no, end this with Antissa, and okay. then we'll start the next no episode. No one told me this, and I'm not psychic, okay? I said that. I'm not psychic. You, you're not listening, and it's different. We, she missed it in the crosstalk. I also missed it. The two of them are fighting. Also, we're still recording. Just, you're, you're cut, it, just, cut, just cut this episode at the first Antissa. Patient. <laughs> Good night, everyone. <laughs> why do you God. why do you hurt me like this? <laughs> <laughs>